Hey, fellow warriors. Welcome to the Azar Mindset Podcast with your host, Altamese Nicole. She's an award-winning founder to the Azar Agency, a philanthropist, mother, daughter, and friend. Here with the Azar Mindset Podcast, we cultivate a safe space and community to be inspired by women worldwide that strive to be the best version of themselves boldly, softly, and unapologetically. And Azar is a warrior created to help. So let's begin to help one another in family, fun, faith, life, and love. everyone for joining yet another episode of the Azar Mindset Podcast with your host. I am Altamese Nicole, the CEO and founder of the Azar Agency. Um, and I'm so excited to have this conversation um, with a dear friend of mine that I have known since the manifestation of a dream that I had back in college. I met her when I was at Cartoon Network and meeting her was truly a joy. We worked on this uh, business resource group called Next Gen, and we were on the board together, and it was just absolutely positively phenomenal and just like brainstorming ideas. And I knew instantly when I met her that she would be a friend for life. And so far, so good. (laughs) So true. (laughs) And it's just, it's an honor and such a pleasure just to see the journey unfold for her and to be sitting with her today to be talking about the power of the pivot. So I would love to introduce you to April Smith. She's the founder of One Day and the the creator of the Daily Execution Planner. She is an avid user of her own planner, and she has also Mm -hmm. ventured into other entrepreneurship journeys, including flipping homes (laughs) and investing in restaurants, like, Mm -hmm. and writing an ebook, and all these other things that she's doing, and creating courses, and Mm -hmm. inspiring women along the way to be intentional about pursuing their goals and creating a plan and how they're going to get to that goal. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm so, so very excited, April, to have you with me. Mm -hmm. And like, please tell me, you know, a little bit more about your journey, because, you know, I'm listing out all these wonderful accolades that you have Mm -hmm. and, you know, all the amazing things that you're doing. But how Mm -hmm. how did you get there? Like, how did you how did you get there? Wow. Well, you went all the way back uh, to Turner days. And I'm like, man, I remember, you know, those moments in time of sitting in a conference room and trying to think about what is it going to be in terms of a workforce for the next generation um, at Turner. And at the time I was working in our our strategy department um, for Turner, working for TBS, TNT, True TV and TCM. And I remember us having this outlet outside of our jobs and day to day and just to have a really great time to think about what was happening in the world and what are some of the things that we could do to bring some of that energy um, to Turner. And it's so crazy. I was thinking about some of those things and we're actually living through some of those things today because some of those things was the concept of like car sharing. Like what is car sharing? What is that? Lo and behold, everyone knows Uber. Everyone knows Lyft. Um, And it's just so crazy how quickly times go and how much time has passed. It was so great Mm -hmm. to be here with you and your journey of doing a podcast and getting um, insights out and perspectives to people in terms of what do they want to do? What do they want to be and being the best version of themselves? So I'm excited to talk about the power of the pivot. Um, So to answer your question about how I'm able to do all these things, I will say, you know, first and foremost, God, because <laughs> I don't even know how on earth I'm doing and coming and going. Because half the time I'm like, what did I just do yesterday? Um, <laughs> but those are things that, you know, definitely keeps me grounded. But the other is just having a vision of, you know, what I want for myself, for my life, and just following that path based on how I feel in the moment, the voices I have in my head, that being God or my own and my own alignment, and then just seeking to pursue it based on what I feel and just going with the vibration of what I think is right. I know it sounds really mushy or whatever, but I think that when you're really connected with yourself, you're guided to do things and you have to go with that direction and guidance as it comes to you. 
I love that. I love, and it it doesn't sound mushy to me. Um, yeah. I think it's very interesting. Um, I feel like our generation is unlearning a lot of things that we mm. were taught. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily, you know, with ill intention. Uh, like, uh, definitely not with ill intention. But right. it's just understanding who God really is mm-hmm. and who God is not, right? Mm-hmm. And a part of that is connected to exactly what you just talked about, like that alignment. It's an mm-hmm. internal alignment. God is not outside of us. So mm-hmm. like if we have a desire in our heart, we have a goal, we have a dream, we have a vision. For one, God is within us. God placed that vision there for us to do mm-hmm. it, right? And yep. if we feel alignment mm-hmm. in it right alignment doesn't necessarily always mean happiness mm-hmm. like i want to i want to say that alignment doesn't always mean happiness oftentimes alignment doesn't mean happiness yeah alignment is when you are on a path that is divinely yours and because it's divinely yours you still hit adversity, but it just hit differently. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it, 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 it's a different level of purpose connected to the adversity versus it feeling like pure distraction and pure mm-hmm. setbacks. And you, you understand like this is for something greater, right? Yeah. And I think our generation is in a season of, of really diving into what that means. Mm-hmm. And some of that feels mushy. Like yes. some of that, I don't know. Did you watch? And you know, that's my girl. I know you love her too. But did you watch the 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 sermon from Sarah Jakes Roberts? Yeah, yeah, I did. Where her wig came off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, <laughs> listen, and that whole yeah. and it's so crazy because if if you are look, looking at purely the three theatrics mm-hmm. of what happened, right? You will miss distraction. You will miss the whole thing. She was mm-hmm. talking about exactly what you just said. She was talking mm-hmm. about the alignment of how God uses our bodies mm-hmm. and how he uses our energy to say, uh, that ain't it. Right. Mm, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if we tell ourselves all the time to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, keep going, keep going, keep going, despite how our bodies feel. Right. Mm-hmm. We, it's like it's like we are dishonoring God by dishonoring ourselves because mm-hmm. he's going to give us indicators when to rest. Right. He's going to give us indicators on, on when to pay attention a little more because something mm-hmm. makes it a little right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like he gives us all of these inside and in how we yes. feel and what, what it, that alignment, what that mm-hmm. alignment will feel like. So like yeah. I'm all for the mushy girl. Give yeah. us <laughs> Well, it's like your, your body, and that's a great point, because I, as I was talking, that is where that thought came from, was from Sarah Jakes Roberts, because she was saying, like, your body will tell you first, right? If your yes. kid is telling you, mom, I don't want to go hug uncle, and you're like, no, go ahead and hug uncle. It's like, no, uncle is a molester. You know, yes. the, the idea is you have to listen to your body because your body is, is communicating. When you're tired, you need to rest. Um, when you think there's an inkling of someone needs to pick up the phone and call, you need to call them. Um, yeah. When there's an opportunity like that, you know, says go right in your car, go right. You know, those yeah. are all visions from God talking to you. And you think that something told me, no, that something told you is God. So I'm not necessarily going to go down all the path of, you know, God and spirituality. But I will say that one of the ways in which I've gotten and how I have been able to guide my life is being able to have the quiet moments in time by myself so I can reflect. Um, And I think one of the things we talk about the unlearned, um, although the pandemic brought a lot of things that we were not expecting, you know, death, uncertainty, stress, you know, sickness, illness, it brought a lot of things. For me, that opportunity, I turned it into something to make it for my greater good. And I remember when the whole, you know, the world shut down. Um, I remember having a conversation with two of my friends, like, oh, my God, we're about to be on lockdown, basically, like in our homes for who knows how long. And I said to them, I am not going to come out of this the same way I went in. I'm going to come out different. 
And they were like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's not going to be the same. And we had like our little pie, like we were across the street from each other and we would go back and forth, you know, one condo to another, like what you doing? Let's go to the grocery store. Let's go find our toilet paper today. But it was one of those things. It was just the three of us. And I said, look, y'all, like this is a great opportunity. And I'm like, April, what are you talking about? While everyone else wanted to chill, watch Netflix, relax. I was like, no, I'm using this time. And I took time to sit and I was, I went on a, a silence for the day. I didn't call anybody. I shut my phone off. Um, I didn't watch any TV. Um, I literally completely checked out from everyone. I put on my favorite sweatshirt, my favorite um, shorts. Sometimes, you know, get cold up top and shorts. I get really comfortable and I sat and I meditated and I sat in silence the entire day. I didn't want to hear my voice. I didn't want to hear anyone's voice. And I just sat and I was still for an entire day. Now, I did call my parents and my sister say, hey, just FYI, if you're looking for me, you know, tomorrow um, I'm going on a silent retreat. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, April, but whatever. But that moment helped me to get centered. And it helped me just to be quiet and hear my own thoughts. How am I feeling? What do I want? What do I desire? And I didn't want to hear, he knows his voices about what was going on outside of the world. And this was like, literally like right before, um, uh, I would say, yeah, right before George Floyd. And I just really got really quiet because I just didn't know what was happening and what was to come. But ultimately, you know, from that, I feel like the days that followed kind of ordered my path and ordered my steps. And what I mean by that is my my life and trajectory changed after that moment. I started to realize like I really want to live a great life because no day is promised. My parents could be gone tomorrow. I could never see my parents. You know, like anything could just change the shift. Like, what do I need? So I started just somehow, some way saying, you know, what? I want to be an entrepreneur. Um, I no longer want to depend on an institution to be the source, the sole source for my income, the sole source for my happiness. I want to be able to position myself so that I can be more self-sufficient. And I have to give credit where it's due. I ended up coming across this guy named the Wall Street Trapper, and he's a really big guy on stocks and investing. And he said a comment that stuck with me to this day. It's been my guiding light, which is if you give them permission to feed you, then you give them permission to starve you. Mm. You give them permission to feed you, you give them permission to starve you. And that was right where the only people that were working you know, during the pandemic, um, I mean, it's, it's escaped my mind what they called it, but this the, the core day to day, you know, first responders, yeah, yeah first responders and just your, your core, your core folks. But ultimately, if my job went away, I was like, well, where are my money going to come from? What am I going to do? And so I just started changing my framework and think about what I wanted to do. I ended up coming across him learning about stocks. I ended up coming across another guy, Jamal King learning about real estate. And I, my, my mind was open to the possibilities because I said I wanted, or my intention was to be an entrepreneur. My intention was to do something different. So I feel like all these frequencies for opportunities and new perspectives started coming to me. Mm-hmm. And I just started to follow it and do what was what made the most sense. And even though the whole world was shut down, I would go on walks daily. You know, it was like four... I don't know, maybe four or five days out of week at max. And I would just walk. And I was in downtown Atlanta at the time. And it was like ghost town. Like nobody was around. No one was in the streets. I'm like, I feel like I am in an apocalypse. Like, where is everybody? Where did everybody go? It was just me and buildings and concrete. But those are moments that I felt that it helped me to identify what I wanted to do. And I had moments of like God to speak to me. And I just went with what I was in my heart. But I know it's a long answer, but that's that's pretty much. That's absolutely beautiful. In that process, because we all have those moments Mm -hmm. of doubt. Mm -hmm. We all have those moments of um, just feeling afraid of of unknown, of the things that are on the other side. Like, how did you... How did you navigate those feelings and deal with those feelings in that process of transformation for you? Yeah, I mean, I think I don't want to say I ever really dealt with it. I just kind of embraced what it was and I took each day, like one day at a time. I didn't have an answer. No one around me had answers. Most of the times in my life, I would go to someone that had experienced or done something before me and just ask, like, how do you deal with this? 
but no one knew how to deal with the pandemic. No one knew what was going to come and everyone was just trying to figure it out for themselves and everyone had their own little pocket of fear and that whole George Floyd and just the social unrest. I mean, I was living right downtown, you know, in Atlanta and there were protests that were happening. You know, I saw, you know, police, I saw like army trucks coming through, you know, people just destruction. And it was just so hard. And I was also working, right. Working from home. And somehow it act like everything that was going outside wasn't happening because I had to be present. And, you know, everything that was happening, even like the January, like January 6th incident, right? At the, yeah, yeah. at the Capitol, like, I'm just like, what is happening in this world? What is becoming? People getting shot in the Wendy's parking lot. And it yeah. was just, it was so much to try to process. But I stopped watching television. Like I, I decided I, I just wanted to just cut it off. And I mean, there are so many habits that I changed during the pandemic. And if had I not had a sense of oneness, you know, with myself, I would not have really been able to make the pivot in my life that I did and be on this, you know, transformation, as I will call it, you know, for my life that gives has given me a greater sense of what I'm, I don't want to say chasing, but something that I am pursuing. I feel like God put on my heart to do. I love that. I absolutely love that. And there's something, there is something beautiful about kind of silencing the world. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much noise, you know what I'm saying? And you know, I I work in social, I work in digital, I understand the power of those platforms, but a lot of it is noise. A lot mm-hmm. of it is noise. A lot of it is, if, uh, if we allow it, it becomes um, a picture of all the things we are not yet. Mm-hmm. It becomes all of the... Um, ideas of what we thought we would be by a certain age or we would have by a certain time in life. And, you know, if we're not careful, all like, it's like, it's like, um, it's like mental food that we are just eating and we're just consuming and we don't even realize we're eating all this stuff and is making us with high mental cholesterol, AKA anxiety. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just giving us, (laughs) it's giving us like, you know, mental constipation, AKA depression. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't, we don't realize that what we are taking in is, is literally making such an impact on Mm -hmm. us. So it's, it's beautiful that you took time to like, just cut out the noise, like cut everything out. And, you know, very, transparently I am in that season too you know I've been you know I I started my entrepreneurship journey with zero intention of doing it full-time like Mm -hmm. I just thought it would be a second stream of income honestly I was planning to diversify kind of like how you are in diversifying Mm -hmm. my portfolio and it never crossed my mind that one day I'd be laid off. Like it it didn't, mm. you know, you worry about it a little bit, but then you don't want to think about it. You just, nope. you just dump it in the back. Like, Ooh, nope. I don't want to, Ooh, what's going to happen? I don't know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then you just, yeah. you just want to be like, God got it. And I'm going to be fine. And that's your way of like, that will, that was my way of like pushing it back mm-hmm. and not even thinking of it. Like just being like, I'm going to just do my job. I'm going to stay focused I'm going to keep my head down and I'm going to do my work. And I still remember it was March 19th, 2019. I went into work at nine. I had my meeting with my, my supervisor at 10. And I remember walking in and for the first time, like the lady who was over HR was in the meeting. And I was just like, what? Like, Hey girl, what you doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, oh, and like, as I'm walking in, their eyes are filling with water. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. What? While my daughter was just a, like, she just turned one. Mm. I didn't have, I didn't have two months of, of, of monthly expenses in my account. Yeah. Yet alone the, you know, the, the, um, I don't want to say required amount, but like what they tell you you should have, which is like yeah. three to six three months. Three to six months, yeah. And I didn't have that. 
And yeah. I was the sole provider in my house because my ex-husband, my husband at the time, he was in real estate. They get commission. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that is not. So I was the one with the full time anything. And I was just like, what in the world? <laughs> like yeah. what yeah. in the world? And I remember because of my time with them, my severance was only two weeks. Two weeks? My severance was only two weeks. Uh, it was like a like a week for every year or something crazy yeah, like yeah. that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. It was a week for every year. And I had started with them in like late 2016. Dang. 2016. So, I, yes, two weeks. And I remember getting home. Like, mind you, my, my meeting started at 10. By 11 a.m., I was home with my box mm. on the kitchen table. Aww. And I was just... I was just sitting there. But if I go back to my journal, two days before that, I wrote in my journal, I feel like my spirit is recalculating. Oh. And I said, I don't know what this is, but I'm okay with it. No idea what was going to happen two days later, but I literally wrote that in my journal. Mm. And looking back now, like... I, there was so much unknown, like April. I can't even tell you. Like I didn't know how in the world we were going to pay for a mortgage that I'm still in the weirdest way still being able to cover. Like that's just <laughs> mind blowing to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. I didn't know how I was going to do that. I didn't have no clients because mm-hmm. I wasn't. You know, like mm-hmm. it. It was a side hustle. I, you know, like it is what it is. You know, if sometimes okay. I have one, sometimes I have two, sometimes I have none. It's okay. It's an additional stream of income. I had to figure it out, and I think that in that season, I kind of did like how you did, where you just shut out the noise. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just. I had to. I had no other choice. Yeah. And I think what God did was He removed my plan B. Mm. He removed it so that way I could just say, okay, God, all I got is this one plan. Like, I have to trust in your word. I have to trust in what you said. I have to trust in your promises to 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 say that plan A will work. Mm-hmm. So I don't need a plan B because plan A will work. Yeah. And it was just... And looking, looking back and then fast forwarding to now, like the business took off during the pandemic, kind of mm-hmm. similar, like in the way you saw it as opportunities, like right. I saw the same business owners either ran and pulled all marketing dollars or leaned in. There was nobody in between. And it was amazing to to observe as mm-hmm. like, you know, a, 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 a vendor, so to speak. Like there were, there were businesses that were like, no, we, nope, pulling it all in. And then it was other businesses like, huh, everybody's at home, huh? Everybody's on social, right? (laughs) Hey, we need some, we need some digital marketing. Like literally it it was a, it was a beautiful thing Mm. and we took off and it was awesome. We grew and all of that. And then here we are. And and what most people don't even realize is a recession. Maybe yeah, we are. They don't want to call it that. But yeah, we they don't want to call it that. They don't yeah. want to say it, but yeah. they don't want. They, but that's what it is. We in a recession right. now, and I feel mm-hmm. like I am now. It's like a recycled because there's nothing new under the sun. So it's like a recycled season. Mm. It's a recycled season with with a higher level of risk because the responsibilities are different. The roles are different. The, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like, okay, I've seen this before. I got mm-hmm. knowledge of it before. Mm-hmm. But like, whew, we're going through it again at this level? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's an act of trust. Yeah. It is an act of trust, a complete act of trust. And like, I applaud you because you are doing all of this Mm-hmm. On top of a nine to five, like, ma'am, y- you created homes for mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just want you to like sit with that. <laughs> okay. okay. That's like kind of a big deal. Most of the time we purchase homes for our family. 
Yeah. You did that and for other families. Mm. Like, ma'am, that's beautiful. Like, I'm, I'm, so even yeah, yeah. in this moment, in this season, and mm-hmm. what you're going through, mm-hmm. like, I have to, like, I, I, I give you your flowers all the time and I'm going to give you your flowers again. Like, that's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing because it wasn't just you looking out for you. You mm-hmm. made a plan that looked out for other people in the process. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's amazing. Like, It's yeah. interesting you say that because I had to remind myself of that during this, uh, the renovation. So I'll talk about this, the, the property that I've lived in, in Chicago. I was living in Atlanta at a, a team in Chicago and I was an out-of-state investor, as they call it. Mm-hmm. And this was like, my first time purchasing a home, I, mind you, I was renting in Atlanta and here I am buying a property to invest and flip. So if I was trying to tell my dad what I was doing. He's like, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. It's a horrible idea. And I was like, yeah, I thought, I thought you might say that. that's why I didn't tell you until I'm actually deep in it. Like I'm about yeah. to buy it. Um, and so for me, I had, I was saving up to buy a home and just trying to figure out the right time to do it. And I decided to get on this route of taking a risk and like investing because I realized that one of the thoughts that came to me was that I don't want to live a life where I do the same thing every morning, every day, the same time. And we go back to the idea of the unlearning. I feel like my parents, they lived their life, the same routine every day. And it was awesome as a kid because they created predictability for us, me and my sister we knew what time we we're going to get up. We knew we were going to go, you know, drop off at school. We knew we'd come home. My mom would have a dinner prepared. I knew that we were going to take a bath. I knew we were going to watch the Cosby show in a different world on Thursday. I knew on Sunday we were going to go to church, come back from church. My mom would make dinner. We might go outside. We might do something fun. And then we'll go to bed and repeat and same thing over and over again. I was like, I don't want that life. I loved it right as a child. And I feel like I had the, the foundation I needed, but I didn't necessarily want that. But my dad had only seen what he had seen and right. seen what was done and replicated that. But I'm like, I don't want to continue that for the next generation for that to be the story of their life. Yes. And I realized that my job, and I learned this from another mentor, Storm Leroy, and it was your job is your first business partner. Mm. Your job isn't meant for you to go and buy things and be a consumer. You have to rethink and be a producer. And the idea that your gift will make room for you. And I got that from Eric Thomas. So a lot of things that I've done in my life has been seeking people outside of my ecosystem who are doing things differently that I did not know and exposing my friends and my family to it. So if you stay within the same confines of the same family and friends that has been in your life all your life, you're going to be doing the same thing they were doing. But if you take a risk and you go and do something different, and you get in different circles, you get exposed to other things. So your your exposure is a direct connection to your success. Your level of exposure determines your level of success. I reword it that way. That's the Jamal yeah. King quote. Now, I, I, I mention these things in quotes of people because it consistently reminds me of why I'm doing what I'm doing, because otherwise I'll be doing the same thing. So yeah. me going to get a property and flipping it for another family was big because I didn't even own my own home. But the contractors that I had working on it weren't even doing that great of a job on it. Now, granted, it was my first time, but I feel like it wasn't really given a solid home for someone to live in. And I wanted them to be in a really nice place. And it was like a three bedroom, two bathroom, a basement, upstairs, downstairs, a backyard, two car garage. Um, and it was in the in, in, um, in High Park. And it's you know another growing area in Chicago. But it wasn't going well, and I had to make a pivot. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to learn this real estate thing, I'm not going to do it from out of state. I'm going to move from Atlanta, and I'm going to move to Chicago, and I'm going to make sure this project goes well. Mm -hmm. I moved to Chicago, and when I came here, my project manager, in terms of the person that was managing the renovation, decided she didn't want to keep working because she did all she could do, and now just got to sell it. But I'm like, I'm not going to sell it like this. This is like crap. Yeah. And so I had to use my own money, my own funds outside of the investment to get it going, to get the renovations done and had to redo parts of the renovation, even myself. Um, Physically, I'm painting cabinets. 
I'm putting up towel and grout in the bathroom. Like I had to get it done. I had to figure it out. But through everything that you go through, there's always um, a lesson in it. You're always learning. You're always growing. And I thought it was the worst thing that I could have done. And all I had in my mind was my dad was right. My dad was right. I should just do what everybody else do. But I had to push through it and really figure that thing out. But the goodness of all of that and relocating here to Chicago, I learned more about real estate. I changed my point of view of what, what I wanted to do. I took the funds from that property that I flipped, the profit from it. I didn't think I was going to make any money from it because I poured so much into it. I invested my money in, got my money back, and then I invested in a restaurant in Atlanta, even though I'm living here in Chicago. And that was part of the thought of, I'm going to have a piece of Atlanta because Lord knows I'm going back. But I need something to remind me that I'm here for Chicago for a season and I'm headed back to Atlanta. And I had made the decision to invest in this restaurant after being at a dinner with a friend on Cinco de Mayo. I won't forget it. A gentleman came in with a group of his friends and a group of friends that I was with knew him and said, hey, what's going on? How you doing? It's a casual conversation. Um, and he ended up mentioning that he was a doctor and he had just purchased a restaurant in Atlanta called The Sound Table. And this restaurant is in Atlanta on a strip in um, in Auburn, is in Auburn, no, in Edgewood on Auburn Avenue. Well, reverse in Auburn on Edgewood Avenue. And he decided to purchase it because the sellers of that restaurant decided they didn't want to be in the business anymore. And they were giving him the restaurant and they were just changing the name. So they wanted to take the name, but he could basically take over the restaurant. And he, like his investment, like my investment, I had on hard times. I had to find the money out of my own pocket. But like him, he didn't have money to come out of his own pocket. He needed someone to reinvest in his business to keep it going. Wow. And I had literally just with the property. I had the profits in my pocket. That's another story. Not literally in my pocket, but, you know, in my account. And I was like, man, like, I will, I'm interested in investing. I love that restaurant. I used to frequent it all the time. And he said, well, I need help with my restaurant because a wall collapsed in my restaurant and I was planning to open the very next day. But there was construction that was happening next door that caused the the I guess the um, the structure at the bottom. The foundation wasn't properly seated by the architecture and it caused his wall and his restaurant to collapse and his insurance wouldn't cover all of it. So insurance covered part of it, but he still needed money to train his employees, get everything up to speed. Yeah. So I said, you know what, God, I think I'm supposed to invest in this restaurant. Let me go ahead and do this thing. I'm going to invest. I have a piece of Atlanta. I'll learn about the restaurant business, but I'm basically becoming the bank. I don't have any business with a restaurant. I'm not opening, closing a restaurant. I'm not focusing on food, none of that. Basically, I'm giving him my money to hold for me, right, with interest, and then I get it back. And I'm getting more interest than I would on a bank or any other investment. So I think of it as a savings account and then my money is sitting and I can actually see it. And I go to the restaurant. I can hang out when I want to. It's a great opportunity. I'm in the heart and I'm learning. Right. Wow. And I took the also the remaining money that I had from that flip and I bought a property in Chicago, bought another property not to flip this time, but for myself. And I use the concept of a house hack and a house hack is when you live in one unit, you rent out the others and you let the rent from those tenants pay the mortgage and you potentially will have a cash flow. You should have a cash flow coming out of it and you get to live for free. Mm. So me living in Chicago, making that move to come here, right? Look, hear how God works. Come to Chicago, get this project right in order. And you being able to make sure this property is right for a family to move into. It was a, it was a husband and wife. They were like 27 years old, getting their first property out. Sold it with them to have equity. They got like $20,000 in equity in this property. They To make sure their property is running right, take the money from their property to give it, I call it tithing to some degree, to someone else that needed for their restaurant to help them on their journey, right? As a first time investor in a restaurant. Then God said, for your pain and for your decision to go and do this, I'm not only going to give you a four unit, but I'm going to give you a bonus unit in the basement. So it's like a five unit. Wow. And you're going to live for free. But at the same time, there's going to be a price to pay because you got tenants in this building, one that's been living here for almost 40 years and has never left. And then you also have squatters in your building who, unfortunately, um, drug is their their choice of entertainment. And your property will almost will pretty much be the drug house on the block. And you're going to live in a basement while they're living there. And then you're going to have two units upstairs that are vacant and you can't even see what's happening up there because you're going to be in the basement. And you're going to live in a neighborhood that is being regentrified. And the block over is basically a war territory. Wow. Now, for me, my thought is. 
think about being uncomfortable. I didn't know all of this coming into it. So sometimes going in blind and taking a risk is not always the best educated decision. I wouldn't advise this to anybody. But for me, I wanted to invest in a, in a neighborhood that was growing, which is Auburn Gresham. And the city is really planning on revitalizing this neighborhood. And there's like a commercial property um, that is being built as we speak that is actually going to bring more attention um, and opportunities to this neighborhood, an underserved neighborhood for African-Americans for a very, very long time. There's a food desert. There's so many things happening in this community. There's so many great people that live here, um, different classes. And to be here, it's humbled me. Um, it's challenged me. It's pushed me to levels I would have never thought possible. And the fact that God has me in a basement protects me from seeing all the things that are happening around me. Um, but it allows me to get an opportunity to learn um, about real estate. But if I fast forward to where I am now, those tenants that were living here are gone, right? I went through, um, I had a really great attorney to help clean all of those things up, to move, move it through. Um, the renovation is complete. Um, I have now, uh, what, two tenants and a third one likely moving in very soon. Um, and so for me, this is the three, three tenants, I'm sorry, three tenants, and one is going to move in very soon. And I'm going to have an opportunity to leave from here and I'm going to make a transition um, that's next. I'm going to talk too much about it. I'm going to make another transition. But I'm saying all this to say that when I came to Chicago, it was to solve a problem and figure it out. God bless me with the restaurant of an investment and bless me with the property to be investing and to be cash flowing and live for free for a year. Um, and now I was able to take the same year and said, you know what, God, I did a lot of things in this past year. First quarter, flipping a property, second quarter, investing, investing in a restaurant, third quarter, buying a four unit property. And then fourth quarter, I decided that I wanted to help people understand how to execute at a high level. While I was doing all these things, I was also working for a firm um, and working for a firm as a program project manager. You're not working nine to five. You're working six, seven a.m. all the way to eight, nine. It's unpredictable. You're being pulled different ways. You got to juggle a lot to make it all work. And not to mention, I was traveling back and forth from Chicago to Miami in one quarter. I was traveling back and forth from Atlanta to Chicago for work, for client work. All these things being juggled as a single female and just trying to figure things out. Then I was like, you know what? I'm in this basement. I'm going to make the use of it. I'm going to be like Kanye in the basement for three summers. <laughs> and uh, I decided, <laughs> yeah, that Kanye. And I launched this brand called The One Day, which is a planner um, that I would not have been able to do any of these things if I was not disciplined and organized. And so I want people to understand when you're going after a goal, you have to have a vision, you have to have a why, you have to have a purpose, and you have to have discipline, focus, and motivation to go do it. Otherwise, I could have gave up when I was in Atlanta. It's a horrible idea. Sell this property. I'm done. But I say, no, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to go to Chicago. And I'm just going to go with what I know and just continue to take educated risks and ask God to help me. But if I think if I would have known all the things that I know now, would I have still done it? Probably not. So sometimes it's good to go in with blinders, but take a calculated risk and make it all come together. And to be quite honest, um, this this was a good in investment for me. Um, and it, it's going to continue to grow and appreciate. And it'll be in my family. You know, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. But um, depending on what life brings to me next, like it, it will be here and I'll have it. I... I am in awe of all the things that you have done in one year, ma'am. One, one year. 2022 was a, was a beast. <laughs> one year. Like, okay, okay. So, like, all of this is, 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 is amazing, and it sounds so inspiring. Take me to a moment. Like, I remember you mentioning you, you, you got to Chicago. You went mm -hmm. into... The, the the house you realize like I can't sell this this look a mess like what is what is take what is me to that moment yeah. where you were like you know what I'm in it yeah and I'm gonna see this through like what did mm -hmm. that feel like what was your self-talk like mm -hmm. like what was that what was that process internally for you oh my god ultimately I can start to cry about that because I am I I was in a goal that no one else knew that I was really on this journey. And part of it, I don't want to tell people too much because they can deter you from doing it and say, just quit. Like, don't do it. 
or I told you don't do that. But, but why would you go and do that in the first place? And when you need the support, people will tear you down and make you feel even worse about it than what you, you thought. Um, and so I started to just trust on God. Like when you're going through really hard times, I feel like you really get closer to God through these challenging times. Um, and I just had to tell myself, you know what, April, we're just going to take one piece at a time. We can only handle what we can. Um, and the resources that you need will come. And um, it was interesting because I literally was running out of money. Like, where am I going to get this money from? How am I going to redo this bathroom? How am I going to get, you know, the security system? Not to mention, I mean, other things is the property got broken into twice. <laughs> and in the middle of the night, um, my alarm going off, trying to figure out what's going on and what's happening. I mean, I've, I've been through a lot, honey. I've been through so much. But I, I, I just said, let me just take it one, just one piece at a time and just ask the question. So I get caught up in the why and how I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to lose my mind. Not to mention my job, you know, didn't know all the things that I was going, going through. But in the morning, I would go over there. On a the weekend, I would go over there. Talk about a lunch break. I was hustling, driving across town to get back to the property. Like it was, it was a lot to me. So I think. I really don't know how how I got through, but I did meet this one woman who actually helped me, who had experience flipping properties, and she guided me and she helped me to sell to sell that property. Um, and I, I will be forever grateful for her to really being a, a confidant to help me to get that property sold. And I could never repay her the way that she did in terms of helping me to get through that milestone. I also had another friend that was also a real estate investor. Um, she also was just a listening ear when I had a challenge at time, but how I'm going to do this property, how I'm going to get it done. And we would talk at night in the morning, you know, talk about having a boyfriend. Like I was like, girl, help me with this. What should I do? It was just, you know, just talking it through with people who had been through that journey, who had seen someone else's journey with real estate to say, April, you can do this. Just keep pushing and figure it out. And I eventually got it sold. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the, the main thing is knowing that your, your job is your first business partner. I didn't have high expenses. I still don't have high expenses, um, in terms of, you know, a lifestyle. So I use my money for my job to fund it. You know, a lot of people like for me, I'm a consultant. A lot of people, they drive these amazing like cars. They got the Teslas, the BMWs, they got the product bags, they're going on these expensive vacations. You know, I'm here, I am driving a 2007 Honda in 2023. <laughs> um, and uh, I uh, don't have the product bag. I'm like, I'm, I'm at Target. I'm at Loft. I'm, you know, I, I do what I can, you know, to make it work. So I come up presentable. But it's just like, hey, they got a lifestyle. But their lifestyle was funded by their job. If they were to lose their job tomorrow, how is it going to be funded? But I'm creating a system for myself so that if, in fact, I do lose my job, I have rental income to to subsidize, you know, my lifestyle. So the idea of what I'm what I'm doing, what I've learned is that from this gentleman Jamal King was you buy an asset for every bill, mm. an asset for every bill. So you buy a building, the rent may pay your mortgage on your home. You buy another building, and that rent may pay for your car payment. You buy another building and that may meet your basic needs of your groceries, your non-discretionary income, your groceries or your hair appointments or whatever that is. And those three buildings will fund your job. And as slowly as you begin to um, get assets and income, your income for your job slowly goes down. Next thing you know, you're no longer using your job as an income for your lifestyle. And that's now money that you can use to invest and do other things. And you can eventually move, remove yourself from working a nine to five. It takes time. But anything takes time and it takes some commitment and understanding, but you, you can't do anything if you don't take some risks and you can't do some of the things that you want to do unless you seek out people who have done it before you. Um, but I, I think for me, um, even though my parents may not understand everything that I'm doing, they've now become more supportive of it because now they see the value in, in why I'm doing, you know, what I'm doing. So mm -hmm. that's and just what I'm at beautiful of what you what you mentioned like it's so important I don't want anybody to miss that like people are telling you hey don't do that that's unwise whatever not because they don't believe in you mm -hmm. it's because they never seen it before and it's actually their way of protecting you like yep. they're yeah mm -hmm. like in their mind they're protecting you mm -hmm. from something unseen that mm -hmm. they've never seen before they ain't seen it done 
Mm-hmm. So if they've never seen it done and to their own capacity, they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to tell you like, hey, uh, I don't know. Because literally like April, your experience in, in, in becoming a real estate investor was my experience when I was 21 years old and I bought my first house. Mm-hmm. That was my experience. I had my uncle fuss me out. Because he was like, girl, you don't know what you're doing. How are you going to get into home ownership? And you you just got out of college. How was that? You you don't know anything about home ownership. Everybody yeah. told me it was crazy. Ooh. Everybody said mm-hmm. it was crazy to move to Atlanta with no job in sight. Everyone thought I was crazy. Everyone. I had one friend. May he rest in peace. He cussed me out. And he said, he said, why would you leave Virginia when your mom is here, your family is here, the people that love you are here, and you're going to go all the way to Atlanta with no job and commit yourself to an apartment and you ain't got no job? He, he, it just, he didn't understand it. He didn't understand it. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's not meant for them to understand. Mm-hmm. So we have to then, when God gives us a vision, when he gives us a plan in our heart, mm-hmm. we have to protect that. Yeah. yeah and we got to move forward with that and yeah. being mindful of who we share it with. Yeah. Who we talk about it to. Mm-hmm. If they, if they don't have, if they don't have that hunger of a vision of their own within their bellies, they not going to understand yours. Yeah. Like they not going to, and it's not to say that they don't love you. It's not to say that they, wish will intent or anything of that it's actually quite the opposite it is the Mm -hmm. opposite that is them loving on you right that's them loving on you but if god has put something in you that you don't even understand yourself it's just it, it it is worth taking that risk to go in it like you said going blindly it is worth taking that risk to go in it just so he can blow your mind mm-hmm. on the on the possibilities. Cause April, he not done with you. That was just one year. <laughs> that was just one. Yeah. Like per one one achievement mm-hmm. per quarter. Hello. That's what I did. 90 days. Every 90 days I was doing something. I was doing like, something. That mm-hmm. is just it's it's so beautiful. And I truly believe that you went through that. So that you can help someone and mm-hmm. you can give them the encouragement. You can tell them to keep going. You can mm-hmm. you can give them what in that season you may not have had from the people you desired it from, but God put angels in your path. Oh my God, yeah. In those moments to say, okay, let me she she needs a little more support here. Let me let me put right. her send the angel her way just right. to be like, okay, yep, that you got it, keep going. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and yeah. like literally. Like, that was one year. One year. Of your life. You became an investor in a restaurant. You, beca- you became a, a landlord. You, you became mm-hmm. a, like, literally mm-hmm. one year. A homeowner, an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur, a, a creator, a founder of a product that mm-hmm. helps other people do the same thing. Like, that... I'm girl. <laughs> I, I'm in awe. And I just I just want you to know your story will indeed impact so many women, so many black women that have that desire, right? And I also think like a lot of black women, they sit on their dreams because mm-hmm. they're so busy making sure everybody else is good. They're so busy, you know, even if you don't have kids, you invest that level of nurturing and care into your into the company that you work for. You see what I'm saying? Like it it doesn't go away. It just channels in yeah. different areas. So yeah. we are that's why we are the ones to come in first and we are the ones to leave last. Yeah. You wow. see what I'm saying? We are the ones when when everybody else say, "Oh, I can't do it." Who raising their hand? Yeah, that's yeah. So it's like, you know, it's there, right? And we we give all of that to everybody else, but it is time to give it to ourselves. 
Mm-hmm. It's time, and I'm the, I'm the first. You know, April mentioned this. I will be another one to second it. It is not easy. It is not easy, y'all. I like the Azar agency right now. It, <laughs> it looks murky, and I'm just like, Lord Jesus, <laughs> what uh, are you doing? Like, what yeah. are you doing? And yeah. literally, like yesterday, I was having a moment. And I was just like, Lord, um, I know you have me here. I know this is an assignment. So I'm going to stay planted. I'm going to stay rooted. As everybody else is saying, hey, why don't you, you can look into jobs. You can do this. You have stuff. I don't, I'm not called to go back. I'm not called to go back. So that means I need to sit. Sit, yeah. I need to sit and absorb and feel whatever this season has, even if it feels painful, even Mm -hmm. if. I don't understand. Like literally. Um, literally. My daughter. So like, and, and, and truthfully y'all like in, in the midst of it too, it's not that I can't go to the grocery store and get groceries. Mm-hmm. That's not it. We just been busy. I just been busy and I just been taking care of my daughter. Just going, 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 going. Last night I cleaned out the, you know, we had like food in like, you know, containers that I need to throw out. So I just threw them out. Yeah, yeah. And my daughter says, mommy, the refrigerator is empty. She said, mommy, the refrigerator is empty. And I said, but it's okay, baby, because we do have food. We have food in here. She said, okay, so I, ooh, I, I, we got to go to the grocery store. I haven't seen mm-hmm. it like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just in those moments, right? Yeah. I have multiple thoughts. I'm like, dang, this little girl right. <laughs> There's nothing in there that's bare. But then I also think like God's covering you because you literally can go to the store now and fill it up. Okay. You know, like you can literally go and God is covering you. You ain't got to worry about it. Don't worry about it. Keep going. Keep going. And there are things it's like, it's like when you see what you're aiming for, but you can't mm-hmm. touch it because you're mm-hmm. in the middle. Yeah. And yeah. You, you're too far. You're too far to turn around. Mm-hmm. You cannot turn around. But then you're also like the, the goal seems far, but you can see it. You just can't touch it. Like that's literally where I feel we are. Okay. We're like in the middle. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, it, it's, hearing you talk about your journey and that process mm-hmm. in building and, and renovating and fixing, right? Mm-hmm. And and you sitting in this thing that just looks messy mm-hmm. and and just full of dust and debris. Mm-hmm. And you like, this is not what I envisioned. This is yeah. not what I expected. No. But you sit in it. Mm-hmm. You get to work. You clean it. You paint the walls. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. you put that grout on. Right, you you put the backsplash on there yourself, one by one, mm-hmm. and then eventually you have something that is that will absolutely blow your mind. We got to put in that work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and also means I think give yourself some grace. You know, too, because I think that your journey is not meant just for you. It's also for other people. And what you're experiencing is also helping other people as entrepreneurs to be able to see your journey to give them hope about what it is, but also the people can identify and ref- and connect with you that are going through the exact same thing to say, oh, this is part of the journey, part of the process of being an entrepreneur. And I'm not the only one that's going through this. And if I could challenge you to do anything is to think about what is it that that Altamise is going to be five years from now because of the work that she did in 2023 Mm -hmm. and what sacrifices did she make in 2023 so that she would be able to live and have the lifestyle that she desires to have in the future. But I don't want you to think that you have to have a struggling mindset in order to make it either. So if you have to do a pivot of some sort, pivot briefly, but don't forget the vision or the goal of what you need to do to get back to where you desire to be. And if the only thing that I can think of in terms of reflecting on this is 
Don't look at um, the next day. Don't look at the next year, but just the next hour, right? What What's the, and Oprah says, what is the next best thing that I can do in this moment that's going to give me the joy, the satisfaction to solve whatever problem that I have? So just take it, and I'm not, yeah, just take it literally one day at a time, one hour at a time, but find the grace that you need to give yourself through each of the moments. I love that. And I, I appreciate that. And that's literally what my spirit has been telling me. Like literally yesterday, out of the blue, <laughs> out of the blue, after my meetings, mm-hmm. my spirit said, take a bath. What? Mm-hmm. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. What are you talking about? I took a shower this morning. No. Take a bath. Yeah. And I, and then my brain is like, what kind of bath? What, <laughs> what do I need to do? Like, what? And it literally, my spirit was like, don't overcomplicate it. Just yeah. listen. Just take a bath. Yeah, and true. it just, I, I said, fine. Okay. <laughs> like, sure. At three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. That's weird, you know, but yeah. I think that was like a moment for myself mm. because I've just been going, going, going. And, you know, I, I, those moments of stillness are so important. Yeah, they are. And, you know, I think I just, I needed that yesterday. So like, I appreciate what you're sharing because that is indeed confirmation of like, mm-hmm. Hey, like this is a season, give it grace, mm-hmm. you pivot, but the assignment stays the same. You know what I'm Some saying? And sometimes same. like, it's just not what we think, you know, mm-hmm. like we, we think the vision is this and then we get in it and there's a whole new vision built within that, that mm-hmm. is just, it's designed to just mm-hmm. propel our lives so much further. So mm-hmm. I, I want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you for spending time with me. This conversation was absolutely wonderful. And mm. April, you are doing a phenomenal job. Like Thanks, you are inspiring me in so many ways just by your obedience, mm-hmm. your obedience to the assignment. And you just saying, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to just do it. And I'm going to yes. just figure it out. And I'm going to trust and I'm going to mm-hmm. have faith. And we want, and, and I'm gonna have a plan, right? I'm I'm not gonna go and just be like, "What we doing now?" Like, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? You created, and then created something mm-hmm. tangible for yeah. other people to do the exact same thing. Exactly. So I want to end here with you sharing with us where can we find you? Where can mm-hmm. we find the one day planner? Like, how mm-hmm. can we get connected to you? In yeah. Terms of like all things planning vision, dreams, and organization. Yeah. I'll just say this one thing. I think a lot of times uh, people have this mindset of I have to, or why me, but change your thinking to I get to, right? I get to invest in property. I get to help other people achieve their big audacious goals by taking it one day at a time. And so um, for me, this planner, it comes in four different colors, whatever inspires you. I've got black this quarter. Um, and so I've got, there's a, the teal, there's turquoise, well, teal slash turquoise. Um, I call it tenacity teal. Then I have pink, which is perseverance, um, pink. And then I have gold. Well, I should say gold. I have gray, which is gold getter gray. And then I have black, which is boundless black. And those are all things that you need to have when you're going after a goal, perseverance, tenacity, boldness, but you got to have a goal. And so those are the four things that I want people to be aware of. So if you are interested in getting a planner to help you achieve your big audacious goals, you can go to Amazon and you can simply type in one day spelled out O N E day, uh, daily execution planner, and it will come up and you'll see this, this logo come up four different colors. You can also purchase it on my website, learn more about me at the T H E one spelled out day.co. So the one day.co. Um, and you can purchase the planner there, learn more about my story. And then I also have just for your audience, Altamese, I am doing a masterclass that is going to be free on July 2nd. The masterclass It's a gold crusher masterclass on the tools and tricks that I've used to help me achieve all these goals that I did in 2022 that can help people to be productive and also live the life they desire. And you can sign up. It's a little bit long, but it is masterclass.theoneday.co. So masterclass.theoneday.co. You can sign up. 
Um, and you can also follow me on, on Instagram. I'll be posting information about it and every single day giving out tips. Um, my Instagram is I am, I am underscore April Smith, just like the month. I am underscore April Smith. And you can follow me and also follow my brand that is hosted by the um, Ezra Agency, which is our agency, which is um, a, a great platform that is actually helping people to achieve their big audacious goals. And you can follow that brand at the one day, again, the one day spelled out underscore official. Um, you'll see all the great things about my brand, what we're doing. And I'm so excited to help your audience, Altamese, to achieve their big audacious goals. And again, my name is April Smith, and I'm so glad I was here with you all. And if you're interested in connecting with me, just ping me, tag me, and I'll even do a 15 minute consultation for anyone on their goals to really help them, you know, get out of the brints or the, the challenging part of their goal, because I think people miss out on that middle piece of the goal, which is that that struggle. Everyone's excited at the beginning and they're excited about the end, but who's helping you in the middle to get through those challenging times? And I feel like that's what I'm here to help and, and give give people. And that's my that's my talent. And that's my time. That's my time with all to me. So I got nothing else to give. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And we will make sure that every single thing that April provided, mm -hmm. we're going to have it in the show notes for everyone. Awesome. So you can find the links there. Mm -hmm. And April, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you again. And everybody remember that you are so worth your goals. You are worthy of them. They are placed in your heart for a reason. So go after them fearlessly, mm -hmm. ambitiously, unapologetically. And we are here to support you every step of the journey. All right. All right. Until next time. Thank you, guys. Love you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this podcast episode of the Azar Mindset Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to stay connected and in the know of all upcoming inspiring conversations with Altamese Nicole and inspiring women from all around the world. Until next time, stay soft and fearless, queen.